Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night Yeah, every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time Sick. This highway Does not know my name And I don't care Nope I don't, don't care. care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the old hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not so live. Here from the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill in Southern Middle Tennessee. And I hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. And if you're wondering what a low lifer is, that are that is what the listeners of this fine program refer to themselves as. So if you find yourself hanging on for like, you know, two, three, four, five, six weeks straight, you're now a low lifer. Like there's no getting out of it. You, you, they can't wash it off of you with a pressure washer. You are a low lifer, whether you want to be or not. A lot of people listen and, and they don't want to be a low lifer. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you tune in more than once, you live in the low life. So welcome. This is the podcast for Monday, August the 22nd, 2022. And another one of the months just clicking by. Y'all say that all the time, but we're getting there. We're almost to that Labor Day, almost to that next MPFL event. Lots going on. Lots going on in the uh, in the bass fishing world and in the uh, in the Luke Duncan world. I got to give uh, a huge, huge shout out. Thank you. So 
I talk all the time, especially in the last year or so, about just being grateful, man, for all the things that, that happen because of this insanity right here. And y'all don't realize how therapeutic all this is for me, cathartic, whatever you want to call it, just to get on here and run my mouth on a microphone. But the connections that I've made in life, the relationships, different things that come as a result of Low Budget Live are something I'll never take for granted. But this week, out in Hot Springs, Arkansas, picking up that Bassmaster Classic winning X-21, <laughs> hang the banner right over my shoulder. Right right here. was. But I was out there and I talked about it on the show, and you know, I've chronicled my truck endeavors here in the last few weeks and and i wanted to trade man and i wanted to wanted to start fresh with a new vehicle and i think so many of y'all been sending me sending me advice and sending me uh brands and and contacts and different things different things you know i had a gmc and i was frustrated with that you know just (laughs) stupid uh truck and so this week i'm out in arkansas and I, i had a young man reach out to me briar hayslip and Briar, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, Briar, because it, it, where I in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, it's Hayslip. It could be Hayslip, I don't know, but it's Hayslip where I'm at. And uh, I have some friends with the same last name. But he reached out to me on Facebook. He said, "Hey, my dad and I are low lifers. My dad listens more than I do on a regular basis. He was telling me you had truck issues and that you're shopping for trucks and that you're doing this and you're doing that." And he gave me a cell phone number, and I was, and he works for Everett Chevrolet out there off of I-30, Bryant, Arkansas. They sponsor my man uh, Scott Suggs on the GMC side. Suggs used to have a truck wrap with a lady with a little dog in, his, in her lap on the side of his truck. And if you remember that far back, you've been following me. I used to really, really, really give Suggs a hard time on Instagram and Facebook about the lady with the little dog, and I'm sure she's a very nice lady. I didn't meet the lady or the dog. But I met Briar, and Briar, uh, he he left me a cell phone number, and he's like, hey, man, if you want to talk about trucks, I know you're kind of down on a Chevrolet. My dad told me I'd have a hard time. You know, you'd be the greatest sales pitch of my life if I got you to switch. And and anyways, so I called Briar, and, and I was about 15 minutes. I'd left Express with that new bad boy behind my truck, and I called him, and I'm like, hey, man, let's talk. Let's talk. And course i've been looking for trucks and trucks are way overpriced or people don't have them and man briar's like i can assure you one thing we're close to we're as close to stickers you're going to find there's no gouging blah 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 blah, blah. i want to show you this new model chevrolet blah 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 blah. so we go back and forth and briar had been riding a bush hog he was off work and i he said i'll send you some pictures when i get to work and i said well Bubba, i'm gonna be in tennessee tomorrow I won't be in Arkansas, and, and really, you know, I, I apologize, but I won't be coming, you know, six hours back this way for, for a few weeks. And he said, can you meet me there in 10 minutes? And that boy on his off day came down there, met me at the dealership. They took amazing care of me, in and out, very quick. I bought a truck. I love the truck. I am very, very happy. Of course, who don't like a new truck, right? Let's just be honest. Um, it's like when you first meet your lady and everything's just fireworks and butterflies and you ain't heard her fart yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just life. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all youngins out there are like, what the hell, girls fart? Yeah, it happens. Anyways, so I love the truck. The truck is awesome. Very pumped about the truck. Thanks to Briar. Thanks to his dad. Shout out Briar's dad. And uh, for being low-lifers, man, and, and just uh, getting that deal done, painless, easy, 
gave me, you know, just traded me right. It, it was good. It was good. And uh, and so I am in a Chevrolet. I know. Cue the comments from all you Chevy haters out there. Uh, Chevy Silverado. But, and I mean, it's got that Vortec engine in it, man. And it's, it's made of tornadoes. Y'all know that. But it's awesome to have a pleasant experience buying a vehicle. I talked about it last week, dude. It sucks. 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 It's one of the worst things in the world. It's one of the worst things in the world. But uh, but rocking around in a, in a new ride now. So uh, Triple Threat, have to say, was a little confused when I rolled in with a new truck pulling a new boat. You know, it's not every day you drive six hours from your house and you come back with, you know, more death than you should. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, shout out Briar and Everett Chevrolet. So I, I, I got to start the show with that. A lot of y'all been messaging me, what are you doing? What are you not doing? And, and look, man, I, I was trying to, I looked at other brands and, uh, and, and, and things, and man, this just worked out. And for me, it's more about people than it is a brand. And uh, when I bought my GMC here from Heritage Automotive, my hometown, dear friends of mine, Jeremy Gobble, John Huntley, there's a lot of good crew up there. And, um, and they took great care of me on that one as well, and uh, and and so, you know, Briar, that I, just awesome. See a young man hustling like that. It was it was uh, it was very cool. So thank you to him. Thank you to Everett Chevrolet, and uh, shout out to all you low lifers just for reaching out as much as you did through the truck uh, situation fiasco and all that. So really appreciate it. All right, we got a good guest today. Got a few things I want to talk about before we get to them, but I want to uh, get these sponsors. I want to thank them because they make this all possible, which leads to all things, obviously. First of all, StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth. I had a, a Facebook message this week. Can you use this in your side-by-side, or can you use it in your in your lawnmower? And I said, sir. I said, sir, you do not listen to Low Budget Live enough if you do not know that. But, yes, you can use this in your zero-turn uh, put it in there. I use it a ton just because, man, especially that off-season coming up, hopefully we won't be mowing grass anymore. Thank God. If you got any gas left in there at all, man, drop some StarTron in there. Make sure that ethanol doesn't gum up the works. But, man, if you're leaving it for a couple weeks at a time, I travel a lot, so I'm not mowing as much as I should be all the time. Shout out to my neighbors for not, you know, um, burning my house down over that. But StarTron will definitely help keep that ethanol from gumming up the works. But most importantly, you're going to want to use it in that boat to keep that outboard engine running good and getting you back in to weigh in, getting you back in when you're out there riding around with your family, whatever the case is. Nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that will not run. So drop some StarTron in that tank. Kick ethanol in the teeth. Pro Guide Batteries, one of the longest-running battery companies in the industry, ran by Great people that released their lithium line last year. They're fire, man. They're so, so good. They run, I, I mean, two or three days without a charge. It's crazy. And I know everybody that makes a battery post says that, but I have actually done this myself. I've had battery issues for years. Pro Guide solved all that for me. The 31 AGM is my cranking battery, and I'm running those new lithiums. And they have several new lithiums, though, new sizes cranking amps, different things. Check them out, proguidebatteries.com. You can use code LBL10 there to let them know you're low life or get you a break on some of those great products that they sell at proguidebatteries.com. Don't mess with nobody. There's a lot of bullcrap lithium companies out there, okay? A lot of bullcrap lithium companies. Everybody and their granddaddy went to China and got them a lithium battery. Oh, I got the 
Power stroke lithium batteries. Look at these. These I'm a I'm a lithium battery company. Look, these are look, these are these are big dog lithium. Come on in. I'm the CEO. Check out my batteries. On the back of a pickup truck, a guy opens up his coat. Look at these lithium batteries. They're everywhere, man, but you gotta be careful. Because you don't want a bad, you don't want a bad lithium in a boat. You can ask a lot of people that had a lot of problems over the years. So stick with folks you can trust. Pro Guy's been in that battery industry for a very, very long time. Baitworks.com. Baitworks, your online tackle heaven, in my opinion. And if they ain't got it, they got it coming. Those boys are on fire right now, doing things the right way. And, man, that uh, – it's a one-stop shop. It's a one-stop shop. You need to get on there and check it out. They are continuously adding to that. Uh, I was told this week they got the toad thumper lures. If you like those frogs, toad thumper. They got those coming in. Uh, we're starting to get towards that froggy season in a lot of a lot of parts of the country. I know y'all are already in it up north, but we're starting to get there down here as we approach September. So get on there. They got a huge selection of frogs, but toad thumpers coming very soon. Of course, if you're still smally fishing, been watching this Lake Oahe, been watching that St. Lawrence River Pro Circuit title, rest in peace, Forcewood Cup tournament, you're going to want some, some accent. They got it. You're going to want some of them flatworms, flat-nosed minnows, all that stuff. Baitworks.com's got it. Duncan-10 lets them know you are a low lifer. Get over there, baitworks.com. Thank you all for using that code. I see it all the time. And last but not least, Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, that Bassmaster Classic winning high-performance aluminum boat with the sea deck, bout a stern, that Yamaha show, bad boy on the back. I mean, <laughs> hang the banner right there. Express Boats just picked up that new X21 Pro LE, baby. The new ride. Did a quick little snippet of it on Instagram down here in the uh, in the shop. Still got some rigging to do. Got to add the old electrons. Got the power poles on there. Got the Garmin Force on there, though. The boys and the Pro Guide batteries are in there, thanks to the to the guys at uh, Express. But I've got to got to put the uh, electronics. Got to get the Garmin's on very soon and get it out of the water, man. I just haven't uh, haven't had time and, and and don't know when I'm gonna get to do all this, you know. Uh, but anyways, got it in the garage. It looks so good, man. The seats up, updated to, you know, the, uh, the floor plan, the layout's a little different. The seats are different on the LE. Beautiful ride. Can't wait to do a full walkthrough for y'all. And I will very soon express boats building excitement since 1966. And I want to just reiterate real quick, real quick. And I know some people are like sponsor, they want to fast forward through this. All this makes all this possible. But I want to I want to double down on the fact that I, I've been I've been calling on Express for TH Marine for a long time, and they're just damn good people, man. They just are. They're good. The family feel of it. Um, when I can walk into that boat company and walk into that CEO's office, El Presidente, and just talk about Turnpike Troubadours, you know, talk about some music, talk about some hunting, talk. It's just, man, you can't beat that for a company of that size. And uh, and everybody there, top to bottom, good folks, man, express boats. So if you're in the market, now look, they busy. They're like every other boat company right now. You you might not get one tomorrow if you want one. A lot of folks message me, where can I get one? When can I get one? I can tell you mine will be for sale like next year, late in the year. <laughs> but good luck because uh, they're popular right now. They are very popular. All right. All right, moving on. 
moving on. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody. Uh, got a good one today. I'm going to text him right now, as a matter of fact. Let's see. Running a little late. Running a little late. Ha, ha, been, been busy this morning. Been busy this morning. Of course, recording this on Sunday. Um uh, the day before the 22nd, just pull that curtain back. It's kind of how I do things. Y'all know that. Uh, but something I want to address real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. And I'm not going to spend any more time on this than it needs. And I'm not going to be real specific. <laughs> it's going to be very vague, but I want to say this. When we look around the camera, I want to say this. Y'all know I, I've talked a lot about, I, I think a lot of things are funny. I have, a, I have a really even twisted sense of humor at times, but I think that personal, visceral, terrible attacks on people from anonymous, meme-driven pages. And look, those are in every, whether it's music, whether it's pro sports, fishing, whatever. They're everywhere. Faceless, nameless. But I think they're, they're scumbags. They are. Like, if you can sit around and make a meme that's just really just terrible, and you are a human that would never say that to a professional fisherman's face. You would never look into a camera with your own dumb face and say it because you're chicken shit. Like, I think you're scum. Like, I do. And this week, this week, through connecting the dots, one of the most visceral pages on Instagram, uh, got outed, for sure. And I'm not even going to say what it is. They don't deserve credit. It's already, it was taken down once. It got taken down in the fall of 2021 for posting unspeakable things about a YouTube angler. Unspeakable things about a YouTube angler. And the page got taken down, banned. But of course, in the ways of that, they just start another one called something similar. And it comes back and it's just, it's just hate filled. And last fall, when I was going through a lot of things, and, and, and those of you that, um, that follow closely know that there were a lot of things last year, some of it my own fault, you know, for my own words. But then some of these meme pages just ran with it. And, uh, you know, there were memes made about my wife, my kids. Uh, there were a lot of things. There were a lot of things. And it's cowards behind keyboards. And you're never going to, you know, and computer screens, you're never going to chase it out. But one got laid in my lap this week. And he's a, he's a piece of crap. And, uh, and it's been addressed and and it's always uh, it's always interesting to see the kind of people. And look, some of y'all listen to this, follow this page, and I say, shame on you. First of all, you should not interact. You shouldn't pay attention. Like even think this crap is funny that somebody can do the things they do anonymously, because it, it's just it's the ultimate act of cowardice. Like I say crap on here weekly that piss people off, right? But guess what? You can look right at me. And, and that never more evident than last year when, when uh, Rob Turkle and I had our little beef that we squashed out. And his fans showed up, man, with death threats and, and, and all kind of things because they thought that I had, had, you know, taken an unfair shot at Rob. And that is the risk I take every time I hit the red button. And I get on here and talking to yonder microphone. That is the risk I take. But I have a spine, and I stand behind anything I say. And if I need to retract anything I say because I get proven different, I will be the first to tell you, and y'all know that. Hey, I was wrong on that. This dude's this, this dude's that. Whatever, whatever I've said over the years, right? 
But I stand by the fact, because I get accused of being fake pages a lot, but I, I'm not about that life. Like, I will tell you, I will tell you, I don't have to, and I, and I don't have time. I truly, in my life, do not have time. Like, I can't imagine even following something like that, let alone running something like that, and what kind of person it takes to come up with this crap. Like, it's just, it's absurd. So, warning to all y'all out there. There are three or four on Instagram that have a good time at a lot of people's expense. Two of them, two of them, we're now, and I say we, there are several people that actually do make a living in the industry and actually are faces and 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 people that, that do have a little bit of a following that we know who you are. And I just suggest you chill out, like period. Um, because, you know, you put start putting those real faces with visceral, you know, whew, whew, you better not come out in public. Better not be roaming around the Bassmaster Classic, grinning ear to ear, because most of them, this is what you find out in our world, right? And I think this is probably the case with any troll page, that kind of thing, is uh, they're just fanboys. And most of the time there are people, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a fanboy of the sport, obviously. But I've participated, but I'm also a fanboy. But there are people that just don't, and I think this can be said for a lot of negative internet commenters, whether it's about, you know, sports, music, whatever is never accomplish anything in life, and but long to be in the middle of everything. And the only way they find this tiny, and I mean a tiny, I mean, I'm talking 60 likes on post, you know, and it's just the same four or five little guys on there just all patting each other on the back. Oh, this is good times, right? That kind of shit. It's, uh, it's, it's the same type person, but it's it's people that will never accomplish anything like in this world of, of professional fishing or in general, and they long to be known in the industry. And the only way they can get just a little like tiny nugget of it is anonymously. And what always ends up screwing them up, and in the case of the two I'm speaking about, is they got to let somebody know. They got to get a little cocky they gotta get because it's like a serial killer they ultimately want to get caught because they they or or they want to behind the scenes they want some pro fishermen to know who they are look I, I did this and i made fun of him i made fun of scott martin look at me i'm so this is awesome do you do can we be friends now can we be real life friends can i get a selfie and it's just funny. It's funny. So once you peg the kind of person that does this, you're just ultimately sad for them, right? But I just want to say that, like, be be careful what you follow. And if you see any of those pages making, I mean, and look, man, there are hate. I, I get hate messages, hater, whatever you want to say. I hate the term hater, but I got thick skin. But when you bring my family in, when you bring my family in, it gets very, very personal for me. Very personal. Because I work hard. I work hard. I work hard to be as good a dad as I can be, best husband. I, and I fail at it constantly. Constantly. But you start messing with my family. You start messing with good friends of mine. People I know that work very hard in the industry. It's when it changes. It's when it changes. So I don't address this kind of stuff a lot. I try to stay out of it. I don't follow any of it. Block it. Go on. Whatever. Get it sent to me a lot. You start addressing my sponsors. You start messing with my sponsors. 
You start messing with my family's livelihood with your garbage anonymous post. That's why I start taking it personal. I wouldn't be rocking around a Bassmaster Classic. That's all I'm saying. Take that for what you will. Pissed off rednecks, hard to guard. Just remember that. All right, moving on. I, I need something. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's... Yeah, yeah, we'll use that sound. This will take us into the next segment. We'll get that out of the way. That, that has to be said. I could go a lot harder in the paint. I could give names. I could do all this. But they don't deserve the credit. And, uh, and I made an Instagram post yesterday about it that I took down. And uh, it, it's just because they just don't, they don't, they ultimately don't even deserve, I, I don't know, like it's just pathetic. It's pathetic. Don't want to sh- shed any light on it any more than uh, need be. All right. So lots of bass fishing going on, actual bass fishing, actual dudes out there making a living doing it. And the title championship, Rest in Peace Forest Wood Cup, is up there at the St. Lawrence River. They're duking it out right now. I've been checking in. My boy, Kirk Mitchell, was leading last time I looked. Man, I'm freaking hope he was you know he could pull it off there's a lot of good dudes in the top 10 but uh spencer sheffield's just duking it out as well but y'all know i'm a kurt mitchell fan would love to see that and then of course you got Owahi, you got seth fighter and boys uh up there austin felix catching them up lots of things going on up there at Owahi. an interesting tournament man i, I feel like you know st lawrence river the title tournament is what it is. Big small mouth. We we know the drill in the St. Lawrence River at this point. They didn't let them go out to the lake. They went out of Messina. Kind of a lot of the same there. Amazing tournament. Giant bags getting caught as always in the St. Lawrence. But this Hawaii deal, man, is is uh, it's interesting. I've seen some fans complain about it online, different things. But I'm so intrigued by tournaments like this. And Austin Felix was leading this morning. Matt Robertson's close in the mix. Patrick Walters. Uh, I know my boy Cody Huff made the top ten up there as well. But it's interesting, man, what's going on. And and uh, that is such a vulnerable area for wind and weather. And it's been fun to watch, man. Of course, a lot of, a lot of uh, looking down, a lot of live scoping going on, as we see at every event now. But mainly smallmouth events are all live scope. But it's really cool the, to see the inconsistency as well with a lot of the guys. And these are some of the best in the world. And, and it's just like the way the weights have ebbed and, and flowed all week has been really crazy so we'll see who who pulls that out and hopefully get you know talk about it next week for sure just the timing of it you know obviously couldn't have the winner on today I haven't checked bass track in a minute let's check let's check bass track let's pull it up let's do some low budget live even though tomorrow you will know who won let's just look right now of course taku ito up there as well seth fighter just got a four pounder it says let's see let's see austin felix still on top but Chris Johnson, CJ, closing in on him a little bit, a little bit. Interesting. Brian New, Tyler Rivette, Taku, Mark Frazier. Yeah, it's a great top ten. I think it's a great tournament, man. I like going to those different venues. I like going, you know, when they when they do that. I think it's freaking fantastic. Can't beat it. I'm trying to find something right now that I thought was hilarious. Where are you at? Right here. Did anybody see this? This is amazing. Never forget Seth Fighters the Goat, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the fin. That's why he's in the fin. He's in the fin. Seth Fighter snags one. How does that happen, dude? 
freaking Jeff Sprague them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Sprague them, I guess. Freaking Jeff Sprague them, I guess. If you don't think Seth Fighter. If you don't think Seth Fighter is. Look, out of all the talk about trolls, look, that's solid. You are on Bassmaster Live just sending it out there. Just sending it. I love it. I love it. This happens in other sports. You talk crap about, about other leagues, about competitors. Look at this Live Golf PGA Tour. These guys are at each other's throats, man. It's the same thing. Like, And I think that uh, cheaters ultimately need to be called out. Look, Fighter on live dropping bombs. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to Fighter for being the llama goat. All right, we're going to... Uh, I'm going to text him right now. So going to get this old boy on the phone. Now, he has been a guest on LBL, I believe, only one time before. He's He is a guy that I have uh, been buds with for many years now. He just wrapped up his I don't know how many, uh, whatever season it was for him on the pro circuit. Fished FLW Tour for many, many, many moons. He has four wins to his name over there on the side of the FLW, MLFLW side of the fence. He has 23 top tens. He has racked up over a half million dollars in career earnings. He's one of the, if if not the, premier guide on Lake Gunnersville. He's just coming off of a 27th place finish in the Angler of the Year standings for the Pro Circuit this year. And he's just leaving that title championship. I've got to find his number. There it is. Right there. Ladies and gentlemen, he won big fish up there. He's having the time of his life always. One of my buds, one of my favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Davis. Hello. What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, just driving down the road. You know how she goes. Well, I I, I do, but I, do, I normally don't stay gone from my house for like, I don't know, seven months at a time like you do. Or <laughs> you have been lately. <laughs> Well, I haven't been home. I think I, I looked last night. I think I've been home like six days in the last like 32. So I don't know <laughs> if my dog's going to know what I look like or my my wife, if she's going to remember me. But I'll, I'll know those answers this evening. Here, here's the thing. Your dog will remember your wife might not be there <laughs> because that, that, that's risky. That's risky, bud. I know who's going to be happier to see me, and it's not my wife. I'm sorry to say that. Yes. My my dog is going to go nuts, and she's going to shake her tail and jump. And I, yeah. I tell my wife every time, why can't you do that? Yeah. Like, why, don't you, yeah. why don't you act like that when I get home? Why don't home? you shake your tail? What's your deal? What's your problem? I've been gone. <laughs> What's your What's your deal? So you ever see those videos of the dogs that like, and, and they're great, because I know you're, you're a dog person. I'm a dog person. Uh, dude. They like they they get separated from their owners from like however long like long periods of time and then those reaction videos people film them when they get back together like it's incredible it's it's crazy how dogs are with their owners man my dogs dude you can leave for three hours or three weeks and they act the same every time you get back oh my god he's here he's here <laughs> my wife and kids never do that ever. <laughs> I walk across the street to my mom and dad's and I come back and it's like my dog hasn't seen me in years. Yes. The whining, the spinning in circles. Like, oh, my dog's like, yes, yes. My kids are like, oh, shit, he's home. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble now. Dad's here. Well, dude, you've uh, you've had a heck of a run. I, I'm jealous of your last few weeks, despite you not getting to be home with your lovely bride and your dog. 
there in uh, around Gunnersville. How many smallmouth have you caught in like the last twenty six days? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot. It, is, it has been a lot, and uh, so the last time we come to the St. Lawrence, I caught like the biggest one I'd ever caught. I broke my record like three times in the same day, and I was like, <laughs> "This place is phenomenal." So then the first day of practice, I catch a a five fourteen, and then I catch a six six. And then in the tournament, I catch a six three. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the place. I mean, like, you don't catch a lot. Like, I mean, I say that. I caught fifty this I was second day of say, the tournament. Now, come on now, what's a lot to you, Alex Davis? Yeah, like you like you hear people say, Oh, I went up there and caught like a hundred, and I'm I'm like, Well, I caught fifty, so I guess I'm doing okay. I mean yeah. it's it's pretty, it's pretty special and there's nothing like smallmouth. I mean, I like frog fishing and all, but smallmouth, they're just a whole nother level of fun. Dude, have you sampled when you, you've been up there just fun fishing around that region? Have you sampled any of like the largemouth fishing, frog fishing, that kind of stuff up there too? Cause I know it can be epic. It's not like gunners will big fish epic. I know, but have you ever got to mess with that at all? Or are you just strictly smallmouth on the brain? To me, that? it's like, it's like going to Gunners one saying you're going to go try to catch a spotted bass. Like we got them, but yeah. I mean, why? why, why do you do that? So <laughs> it happens like, sometimes though. When I, go, when I go up there, I'm, I'm all in. I just want to catch. I'm, I've never, I have, I had nine rods in the boat and they was all drop shots. And I was like, Oh, I'm all in all in. So that that's, so you didn't no Ned for you, no swimmer. You're just all drop shot up there. Yeah, I was just all drop shot the whole time. I mean, I, the net, got, it got stuck too much for me. I tried it a little bit, and it just kept getting stuck. Or it, it frays your line up real bad yeah, just yeah. because you got, like, it's on the bottom, like, where your sinker would be. Right, right. And at least your drop shot weight, when it gets frayed above it, it really doesn't matter because. No doubt. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Do, do you think that your current experience on the Tennessee and the way it positions fish, does it help you on the St. Lawrence river? I know the current, I know it's different, but is it, does it, I mean, are you a guy that you can apply your current knowledge anywhere you go? I think it's, it's to me, I tell people smallmouth fishing is just like ledge fishing. Like <laughs> it's the exact same thing, except for there, they got boulders. So it's even actually easier because Sometimes, like on Tennessee River, fish just get on places. And it's like, why are you there? Yeah, like, we what can't is your deal? Yeah, we don't know why. Yeah, yeah. What is what is your deal? We're there. It's they just look for a big boulder. So I mean, if you can, you just idle and drive around and act like you're clueless, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> ooh, look at that boulder over there. And, and the cool thing about it is, rocks don't go anywhere. Like I see now, <laughs> yeah. like those Johnson. Those Johnstons are so good because guess what? Boulders don't move. They kind of <laughs> sit there. So once you, once you find that stuff, like some of the places I caught them uh, this week at St. Lawrence was the exact same boulders. I caught them last year when we was there. No kidding. That's awesome. So similar so, stuff. So that experience paying off too, you know, that, and, and dude, I think that gets taken for granted. We talk all the time about coming in with a clear mind or man, some of these rookies, dude, they just tear it up. But dude, you know, like I do from fishing the tour, I mean, them boys, like, especially back in the day when I was fishing, like Andy Morgans and Wesley Straters, when you roll up to Beaver, Beaver Lake for the nighttime, there's a reason they top 10 it. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. That experience pays off, right? So it, it's cool to hear that what you found last year played into this year at a different time of the year. Yeah, like, to me, the experience thing, 
it's like Michael Neal. I think that's why he's like coming into his own and really, you know, he's gotten out of that hole coming in second and kind of being in the, the twelfth and angle of the year. And that's why he's winning now. He is everywhere he goes. I mean, sure. The fishing's not exactly the same, but you're familiar with where you're going now. Like he's kind of like where Andy Morgan and thrift was no at youth Beaver Lake. It's like, you know, it's kind of, you go there and it's like, yeah, I kind of have an idea what to look for and what they should be on. And that rock didn't move from last year that I caught them off of. So yeah, that, that makes it nice. Well, and, and you, it's, it's funny hearing you say that about Chris and Corey, but I mean, they probably have a thousand rocks <laughs> like that. And you're just yeah. like, I'm envious of that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's the problem with grass fishing is it moves every year. So <laughs> you can have like the greatest place one year and it not even exists, not even be there the next year. That, so that's really, I, that's I, interesting. And or the gra- the mix of grass, like, and I know you're referring to Gunnersville a lot, like with the eelgrass coming in over there, it does, it changes the way they behave and where they get. Oh, that. Yeah, there's places at Gunnersville that I used to think was the greatest place. It was like heaven on earth. And now I, I think it's like hell, to be honest, because it's like, <laughs> well, fish doesn't live there. It's it's covered by eelgrass now. I don't think a fish has lived there in years. It's incredible, man, how they they are remarkable, how they adapt, though. They really are and how they figure out a new deal. And, and then and the bait fish do as well. And it's just crazy uh, to, to see what's happened. A lot of our fisheries on the Tennessee River. They're they're way smarter than I give them credit for. I will say that. I have no doubt about it. They dude. can they they adapt they adapt about as it's almost like a white tail. I think you like pressure gets to them now. We're used to we I didn't think we had that many fishermen, so pressure really didn't affect them. And now I mean even like frog fishing the last couple of years, it's been you'll catch them really good the first time you find them, and then a week later it's like they just don't bite for nothing. They chase brim out of the water, but they won't eat your frog. So. Yeah. They're, they're smart little creatures i gotta give them credit to have a to have a brain the size of a freaking end of a pen or whatever like they, they are they're way smarter than us at times and i just man i think we don't give uh we don't give nature enough credit in that regard a lot of times i mean you you said big bucks like they certainly certainly pattern humans and different things but i think with forward facing sonar and and a lot of the things that we have now they just don't ever really get a break and you know living where we do dude uh, it's a twelve-month season too. I mean, yeah, guys I, I don't think take that's... a deer hunting break very much anymore. No, and up north they can't fish all year. Right, there's, they have to take a break. Over. So they they have to break, and I think that's why those fisheries are so good because they do get breaks. And then there's so many different species. Like there's walleye guys and pike guys and perch guys, and uh, I met a guy at the ramp and he was brim fishing, and I was like. Let her rip, buddy. I mean, yeah. have fun with that. Like, yeah, no, let no. her rip. Musky, musky um, fishing. Shout out to Pops. Shout out. Oh, yeah, no, there was actually one tackle store in Messina, and it was a musky shop. I was like, well, okay. I mean, I kind of see where smallmouth fall in the line up here. So, no doubt about it. Those but, fisheries but it does are just so good because they get a break all the yeah, time. Yeah, and it, but it does help the overall fisheries because so many people in the southeast, in particular, or you go out to Texas, whatever the case is. Dude, they just, I mean, it's just, I mean, we got a lot of crappie fishermen, but it's bass, 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 bass more times than not. And and it start. I think you, you would agree our fisheries, not to just get on a negative bandwagon at all, but they're, we're starting to see the, the you know, kind of the payoff for 
what's been happening, I think. Wouldn't you say? I mean, I think Gunnersville yeah, tournament like weights it, this year are the best. Pickwick, I went yes. there two years ago in the spring when I had I drill, and I said, that's the best lake in Alabama, hands down. And the ABT was there, and they caught them. Mm-hmm. I've never seen fish catches before. And now this year, Pickwick was not the same. I, I think everyone just converges on things so quickly now yes. with social media, which is great. I mean, you know, it brings revenue to towns. Yeah. It helps out the economy, but it also hurts your feelings when it's like, that was the greatest place ever. And now it's just average. You know, it's, it's really good still, but it's like, oh, man, I almost wish we lived up north where not everybody would come. But it's still – I mean, it's awesome. I, we live in an awesome place. We, we so. did, well, I was going to say, to that point, though, and this is like Gunnersville continuously proves us wrong, though. Because we're always like, oh, man, these lakes, this is it. This is the downturn. It's happening. And Gunnersville waits like when you guys were there with the pro cert. They were nuts. Nuts. And it's been that way in a lot of terms. Now, we don't see those 32 to 35-pound bags, the real high 20 stuff. We're not seeing that. I would say you would agree with that. But, but man, down deep in the field, Gunnersville's a very – I mean, it's, it's still kicking them out. I think Gunnersville is back on a upswing. Yes. Because about two years ago, I think when it was at its down, like I, there was a couple of tournaments, like 11 pounds was getting checks. And I was like, yeah, that's not good. Well, now all those two pounders are three pounders. Yes. So now it's your, your 15 and 16 again, which it just, it makes it fun for guiding. It makes it fun just for people going fishing. I mean, there was people that I knew this year, like after the tour tournament, they would be like, oh, we caught 70 today. You know, anytime you go get 70, that's just, it's fun. I don't care how big they are. It's still fun. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Uh, I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible, man. Talk about, so it, there's been, I, I know you and I, we, we message back and forth a lot about the goings on in the, in the tournament world. And you always like to, uh, to, to chime in and be like, yeah, get them, get them Duncan or, or let them know what's, what's actually the reality of it. But you're a guy, that you do make your living with a rod and reel. You have for a very long time. But uh, when all the open stuff came out, you were somebody I thought of when all the, you know, just kind of the crybabies online. And I've we've talked talked this to death, but you are a guy that very much, and this is what Sam George said on here, that your entire existence, entire existence, from the time you were a young kid, you put forth whatever effort you needed to, your family sacrificed what they needed to for your entire life to be in bass fishing. That's it. And for you to make a living, whether it's guiding tournament trail, but just talk about that. I know we've talked about that on here, but it's been a while. And I think that story, that story is so relevant and you are obsessed with bass fishing. You have been since a very young age, but everything your family did and you guys weren't walking around with millions of dollars flying out of your pockets. Because that's always, always the number one statement. Well, it's a daddy's money rich kid circuit, or it's a this or it's that. Yes, there's certainly plenty of that in our world. But just talk about kind of your where you got, you know, how you got to where you're at right now. Hello. Alex okay, Davis. can you hear me? I can hear you now. Did you hear my amazing question? I heard you. Uh, okay. I'm actually okay. going to probably pull over here because I'm driving somewhere in Virginia and Verizon. You got Verizon. You know that. Shout out Verizon. Service. 
Yeah. It's kind of not, not the greatest in the world. Yeah. Um, but I, I've dedicated my whole life to fishing and I probably have a lot more sacrifices than other people and not saying that I'm better than someone else because I was willing to do it or anything like that. But I didn't, I come from a, a father who was a construction worker. Um, he did drywall. So we didn't, we didn't, I didn't come from money. Uh, so I didn't have the resources that a lot of people nowadays that I fish against, it seems like they have and not saying it's, you know, I, I'm not jealous of that. It just, no. we, we were cut from different cloths. We walked different paths to get where we're at now. Um, but I literally have given up. I've sacrificed a lot to get here. And, uh, if I had to do it all over again, I would make sure it's the same path. I wouldn't change it for a bit. I wouldn't do anything different. Um, just because I think any professional athlete, if you look at them, the greats pretty much sacrifice everything. They've, they sacrifice everything to achieve a goal. It doesn't matter what it is, bass fishing, anything uh you look at like you look at the greats like kobe bryant they sacrifice everything now i'm not no i'm not gonna put myself in that greats category but that's what it takes oh to i think get you're there. the kobe like, bryant of bass the dedication fishing. It, it it takes to get there I, um you're the kobe of bass fishing let's just throw it out there i i, I was, here to I was change willing the to narrative every, <laughs> i was willing to give everything up to make it yes uh and I still, I learn so much. I think that's the great thing about bass fishing is you never stop learning. Cause I'll be honest. I didn't have four facing sonar until two weeks ago. Like I, I literally got it put on before Champlain uh, because I was sick of getting beat by it. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to learn this. And so I actually <clears throat> learned how to do forward facing sonar while at Champlain. Wow. Which was pretty it was pretty cool i mean i've never messed with it and i'm not gonna sit here and say that i like it that would be a lie but I, you have to know how to do it to be successful especially smallmouth tournaments i see that like you have to have it in a smallmouth tournament or if you don't you're gonna be the guy uh I may run a YouTube channel that hates it and says it should be banned, but <laughs> whatever. But you can you can continue to get beat by it if you want to. But I kind of draw the line when it's like, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let my season go down because I'm being stubborn at this point. Yeah, yeah, I dude, I I don't uh, I love it. I mean, I love using it. It's a lot of fun. I can see the frustration, but the same people that gripe about that are the same people that gripe about sight fishing tournaments and different things like that. Like, you know, it's just, it's just part of it now. Um, you know, I think fans sometimes maybe get frustrated about it cause they get tired of watching those kind of events. You know, we, we don't have a lot of mat flipping frog fishing swim jig. You know what I mean? We don't see that as much anymore. Unfortunately, uh, it seems like, and, and a lot of that depends on the schedule. It's just too. like, it, it's not just fans. It's me. Like I'm driving this morning. I I don't watch it. I just put my phone on so I can listen to it. And I've went back between uh, the St. Lawrence and the Lake Wahi tournament. I've watched both. And as a fan, it's not very fun because you're literally yeah. just watching someone look down and then all of a sudden say, Oh, I got one, you know, or, Oh, there he, there there he two, is. And he's coming there. At yeah, it. yeah. It's not a very fun thing to watch. But what I think a tournament organization could do is if they could put a camera on that graph where yes. you're watching the graph instead of the fisherman, yep. 
I think that would engage so many people because like as a fisherman, what you get to watch, that's amazing. Like it, oh, it is yeah. fun to watch. It's amazing to watch. Yeah. Well, I think you're you're right, man. And I think the electronics companies are missing out by not sponsoring a segment like that or not figuring out the technology, how to how to make that work. That way it's a split screen and you got the angler on the right and their their screen on the left. I think that's would be freaking amazing. Well, the I the reason I thought that is I went to uh the headquarter bass pro in Springfield this year and they have like a humongous aquarium in there, like a monster one. Like it's like the biggest one they got. And they actually have uh, a forward facing sonar transducer in the tank. And then that is displayed on like a 60 inch TV screen. And you get to watch the fish on the. Oh, cool. You get to watch them swim around in the tank on the actual TV screen with the forward facing unit. So, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, wow. Like, that's awesome. And the first thing I thought is, why doesn't some tournament organization figure out how to stream someone's graph instead of watching them as an angler? Because I think every person, fan, angler, whatever, you want to watch what the fish are doing. Like, yeah, I want to see when I want to see when Spencer Sheffield says there's six great big ones and they're going to it. Like, I want to watch that. So I think that's that it's coming. I would say in the next two years, we'll probably be able to watch someone's graph while watching live. Um, and I'd be willing to pay for it. I mean, if someone said, oh, you got to pay a dollar to watch it today, I'd say, okay, that's I, I waste a lot more money than that. So <laughs> You waste more money on that on ice cream on a daily basis. Can we talk about that? Let's get down to the hard-cutting stuff, like the hard-hitting stuff. Let's talk about your ice cream I mean, addiction. Let's talk about I, it. I'm not gonna lie, Champlain has some awesome ice cream. Yes. St. Lawrence River did not. Really? And I've been like, I've been like jonesing. Like <laughs> when I get home, I'm fixing to put a hurting on a banana split. Like I'm gonna <laughs> slap mess one up because my uh my levels for chocolate ice cream and chocolate syrup are like an all-time low right now. You know what's funny, dude, is is being in the in, in the music world for a while and, and chasing that, the addictions are very different between musicians and bass fishermen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you know, like some of my music money, son. They, addiction, yes. but I think it tastes better personally. So I mean, you know, you, you, know, you might for you me. might get diabetes in the long run. Um, you might get diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> it's less expensive okay. uh, it doesn't ruin family's lives yeah, or anything it, it just, could it might put a few pounds on so it makes me work a little harder but you know it's it's the same thing we still jones i love it man because i and you know because we we've joked about that a lot i am a uh absolute lunatic for sweets like i don't care what it is if it's a pop tart an oreo or a bowl of ice cream get it out here but ice cream and milkshakes are my achilles heel in life like i can be on the most strict diet in the world and drive past the chick-fil-a and it says the peach shake is back 
I will run across families in traffic, people having to hit the median, hitting guardrails while I'm rolling in there on two wheels to get the Lord's Pete shake. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Dairy Queen knows my weakness because they always like come out with these, ooh, we got these two new blizzards. And I'm like, really? Like, you had to go hmm, there on me. Like, hmm. you did that to me? Okay. They're well, like, the I guess taste- I'll just have to drive to Dairy Queen and get me some blizzards. I mean, that's, you know. Sonic with their blast. I mean, they always keep changing that up. That, that kills me. I live real close to a Sonic, and I love the I love them. And I mean, they love me. I think so. It works out well, dude. I'm gonna tell this, and this will get used against me. But I got the Sonic app on my phone, bro. Like I got the Sonic app. I know what's featured right now. I can order it sitting in my underwear at the house and ride into town and get it in about six minutes. Tell them I'm here. Hey, I'm at stall twelve, baby. Bring that shake on out. Dude, yeah, well, now time. they got drive-through Sonic. Like you don't have to sit at the booth. You can just drive through and pick it up. And it's like, I mean, fat guys like me. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a weakness. I mean, it just it hits. It's like a it's like a Berkeley Max set worm, <laughs> a flatworm on smallmouth. That's like a that's like a, a blast for me. Listen, so the Sonic and Hot Springs, Arkansas, right down the road from Express Boats. I was out there this summer working a, uh, a high school fishing tournament there on Lake Washita, and I was staying real close to the Sonic. It has stalls for boats. I mean, trucks with boats. They have oh, see, pull-ins. Crazy. Oh, my God. Like, that's next level, buddy. Next level. Yeah, no, they they hit a whole nother market <laughs> when they did that. I mean, they're smart. That, that's just going Genius. after the consumer. Well, and you got three lakes, and it's a you know it's an amazing lake lake community. You've been there many times. Like there are three lakes right there that are very very busy. And yeah, I saw that this summer. And I, I text Marissa and I said, uh, "Thank God, this is not available everywhere because that's the one thing that keeps me out of Sonic more than not is I got the boat with me." So just just for the folks at home, what is the perfect? Alex Davis ice cream combination. What are we talking here? What 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 will run you off the road? What will make you run church buses <laughs> off the side of the road that are in your way to get to that lovely dairy product? So I, I get that next level. Um, okay. Okay. I want the brownie and I want the banana with like two scoops of peanut butter and chocolate and put some Oreo pieces and then like <laughs> add some Hershey syrup or hot fudge to the top. I mean, that's like, and I pay for it. I mean, like John Cox is like me. He might not want to admit it. His wife might no, not I want to hear this, this but like it destroys his belly. Like it destroys mine. But <laughs> I mean, you just sacrifice things. Like if it involves some dude wipes for that Listen. lovely goodness, I mean, that's just, that's what it takes. Listen, I mean, kind of, it goes back to what you, we was just talking about a second ago, like what you're willing to sacrifice. I mean, you got to sacrifice a little bit of bathroom time to hit that next level treat. Yeah, and be, that's what to, I'm willing to do. To, to, to satisfy your ice cream craving, sometimes there's something on the back end, and that's all right. That's all right. And I and I know where you're coming from, man, because uh, like all addictions, I mean, they, they do have negatives. And that is one. You might have to do some toilet time. But listen, it is so amazing. It just, God. Ice cream, guys. Everybody listening to this said, man, we thought Alex was going to give us some frog fishing tips. No, forget that. You can get that over there at, like, Bass University. He's done plenty of these. <laughs> this guy is a fishing guru. We're here for the hard-hitting stuff, like what Alex Davis's dream ice cream is. Because I mean, Brandon Pond, he's, he's got his cut ice cream. Dude, he's plain Jane. Let's be honest. 
let's be let's just call Brandon Pollock to the man. He's got his little ice cream cones. I ain't ever seen him do brownies, crushed up Oreos, gummy worms, chocolate sauce, whatever you just said. A lot, a lot of goodness. I'm no, just disappointed like, you didn't like, say caramel. No offense to Pollock or nothing, but like his cut ice cream, and then he like goes and eats like uh like he eats very healthy and he's yes. all about those granola bars in the morning. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh he, he has like two gallons of water with him, which I mean that works for him. But like I'm like eight inches taller and I got him by like 80 pounds. Like that stuff does not that does not feed my needs. So yeah, we're like diff- we're next level. You're more but, like I mean, Mountain Dew, a little bit of Sonic. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm there. To bring it back full circle to <laughs> what we originally was just talking about. Um, and I was thinking about this this morning, like one thing that I, uh, as far as sacrificing, like I, I deal with it on guide trips a lot. Yeah. And one thing I hate to hear is when kids, like I get like kids and younger people get in the boat and they say, I don't know if I'll ever be able to make it because, you know, there's rich kids and they got all these graphs and all this. And I tell them, it doesn't matter what you got. It's what you're willing to sacrifice to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the one thing with the bass fishing that I hate. I hate to hear that more than anything. Like, I can't make it because of this. Yes. Like, that that drives me crazy because you can look like John Cox. And oh, my gosh. He doesn't even, he's he the doesn't even have like a – he doesn't have a trainee or transducer. I shouldn't say training. He doesn't <laughs> have a transducer on his Yeah, don't boat. say training. Like, a lot of times he doesn't even have one. And he makes it work. So, and, and John's one of those guys, like, if you've ever heard John's stories, most people no, haven't man. heard John's story to get here. Like, he pretty much has been broke and sacrificed everything, not just once, like twice. And look yeah. where he's at now. I mean, yeah, man. he's probably one of the top 10 anglers in the world. So, And, and I dare say always will be, there, just doing it his just, way. If you, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You just have to be willing to really give up a lot. Well, that's it, and and that's kind of been the theme of the show, really, for like the last four, five, six weeks. I've been getting folks on to talk about that, and and that was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today. Uh, not only just because you had a, a great year again, and and you just left the championship up there, but I just feel like you're so open and honest about. I mean, you know, your family moving to Gunnersville, and and we've told that story on here before. But and go back and listen to that episode, folks. Um, I forget which number it is, and it's it's somewhere on the interwebs and, and, uh, but Alex, man, he, his whole life has been dedicated to this. And I just think that if you, if you use excuses, uh, you know, you're, you're just doing just that, right? Like if you make excuses, you just, you just want that like bass changing the opens or man, look, you fish a circuit. Now you and I both fished was the FLW tour. That was the top of the food chain at FLW until MLF bought it out. Now you guys are under BPT, right? I mean, it still has the great payout. It's still, but it is, I don't want to say, I'll never call it AAA. You know what I'm saying? I, ha, I have said that, but it, it is the qualifier feeder league for BPT now. So it changed everything. So guys could piss and moan if they want to, but dude, you're making, you're making it in life, man. Like you, you've got a lot of great things going on. Your relationship with Shimano companies like, uh, you know, I guess Jackal, like all the stuff you do, man, you've got so many cool things that you've done on the shoulders of Alex Davis's hard work and sacrifice. And it's just, man, it's freaking awesome to see. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hear, 
I hear a lot of the pissing and moaning. I hear it. And the worst thing you can do is kind of get trapped in it. And then you, the more you think about it, the worse it gets to where you're like, oh, I'm done with this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I fished FLW. I kind of, I went all in. Like when the, all the ML, the BPT thing happened, you know, people was choosing sides. Yeah. I could have called Bass and I could have called Connections at Bass and tried to jump ship then. And I didn't because I was going to ride out FLW. And then it took a turn. FLW got bought by MLF. But if at the end of the day, if you add up, MLF's tackle the tackle warehouse pro circuit. If you if you add up our payouts, they pay out a hundred and two percent of the entry fee money per tournament. Plus, if you make the cup, that's all money that I mean, we don't pay to go to the you know the championship. Yeah, that's check. that's like free money. You find me a trail at your local level anywhere in the United States that pays over a hundred percent out, and I'll you know, it's one of those things I'll kiss your ass. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't happen. You'll buy you so an ice cream cone. You can sit you. there and complain about it. But at the end of the day, there's a, a lot of great, great fishermen that fish pro circuit and you can still Ooh. make a living fishing. No doubt. Well, I think, I think and, the pro circuit doesn't get enough credit for the, and it never did even when it was FLW tour for the pure level of talent that's over there, man. Like it's, it's murderers row. Like it really, really is, and you know it better than 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 I do. But it it is, uh, it, it's the same thing I've said with with the whether it's the opens or even MPFL with guys that people people always want to throw out. Well, I don't know anybody, you know. I don't know. I don't know half these guys. Well, it's the dudes you don't know that end up kicking teeth in because they just want to go bass fishing. They don't care about social media. They don't care about podcasts. They don't care about YouTube channels and hooping and hollering and screaming and yelling when they catch one. They just go to work. Because it's what they like to do. They like to beat you. They like to make money with a rod and reel. And there's a lot of that that goes on in this country. And that's all good too, right? You know what I mean? So I, I think that uh, I, I think the pro circuit a, is a fantastic trail, man. Like it just, it, it, it is still. And, and I miss it. I do. I, I told Kathy Fennell that at, uh, at ICAST and, and Kim Lynn there talking with them and Daniel Fennell. I do. I miss. I miss those days, man. You, you remember how fun, and I know it's still fun over there. But when guys like Murphy and uh, and and Rhino, all of our all of our buds, but um, but I think back before everything changed, and I'm talking about even like before Strader left to go to the elites and Ayler left to go to the elite. You know what I mean? Like we had God the crew over there. It was a blast, dude. It was so much fun. Yeah, and it's like what you just said. There's always new people that come in. Like I added up the points this year, and if you take pre-MLF when it was six tournaments and it was FLW, and you had your Morgans, you had your Cody Myers, you had mm-hmm. your Straters, and you know JT Kenny, Thrift, yeah. all those big name guys, it takes more points now to make the championship than it did then. So if you're looking at level of competition, I mean, we're just looking at points. I'm taking names out of the hat. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the points it takes to qualify for the championship now versus the points it took then, it is considerably higher now than it was. So the level of competition, I mean, you know, I hear it from the Elite Series. I'm a bass fishing fan. You know, I've I've fished FLW my whole life. Now it's pro circuit, but I'm a bass fishing and like a fanatic. Like I watch it all. I watch YouTube videos like the elite series. I hear people say, oh, the elites ain't like they used to be because you don't know anybody. And I understand that. But like 
David Mullins has put up Ooh. some of the most incredible two or three years mm-hmm. on top, like ridiculous, like fighter. I mean, yes. the, fi- the year fighter had last year when he won AOI was like stupid numbers, like dude, that, never, that, almost never been done before numbers. Dude, his last three years, whenever they were doing the, uh, they were giving some anglers the boot and they did like the cumulative average angler of the year. I think, and fighter was overwhelmingly number one on that list from what I was told. And dude, his average finish was like 12th or something. Like it's crazy. Like not enough credit is given to, to that dude at all. And you can look at, you can look at results. Like if you look at the St. Lawrence this year, if you take the names away and you just look at the results, they absolutely smashed them. And I don't Mm -hmm. care if you bring in, if you put in the BPT guys that same week that the elites was there, those weights are going to be exactly the same. I mean, they're not going to catch the level competition. It's not like, Oh, BPT was there and the average bag was 32 pounds and the elites was there and the average bag was 25. I mean, the level of anglers now due to being able to watch everything on YouTube and read and consume so much knowledge, like, the level of competition is almost scary at this point. Like you go to a lake and you think you had an awesome day. Like at Champlain, I come in the first day, I had like 18, 12 or 18, 11, something, 18 pounds. And I was like, I was thinking on the way in, I'm going to be in like top 10, no problem. <laughs> yeah. And I was in like 20th and I was like, whoa, whoa. Yep. Like what did they just do here? No, it was, it was that first day up there was wild, man. Me and Brad Knight were talking about that, but, but to your point, talking to guys like Christy, Justin Atkins, Hackney, Paul, Nick Swindle that have competed against all the fields, right? Like they have a good representation of the talent everywhere. They've done the BPT thing. They fished FLW tour. They fished the elite series when it was before the split, all that. They say like the elite series right now, is is harder than ever i mean harder than ever and and you can look at that man you can look at the weights you can look at the standings so uh that's my i guess my overall point with all this is you know folks need to watch the pro circuit they need to watch mpfl they need to pay attention to the opens the toyotas whatever the case is if you're a bass fishing fan just watch it all watch it all man there's a lot of talent out there in the world and Alex Davis is not only a fantastic connoisseur of ice cream, he's also a bass catcher, and y'all need to follow him on every platform that he's got. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you have OnlyFans? Um, well, if our <laughs> if entry fees can if they go up again, I'm probably going to start one. I'm going to probably enter with the feet pictures. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to get my niche at. Start but, I mean, yeah. No, I don't have OnlyFans. I think I think about it sometimes when I don't do good. Uh, like at Pickwick this year, I drove home for like two and a half hours. Like, oh, I wonder if I should start one of those. I things. wonder if I but should get a I, pedicure. Better judgment says not to. I wonder if I should get a pedicure, get these bad boys shined up, get them on the, get them on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I just got some weird big toes, so it's kind of creepy. I don't know if people. I mean, it might be something like a niche thing. I don't know. Well, well, Listen, there's somebody the in some dark corner of the internet, buddy. They may pay you. So throw it out there. I say, I say, I say, throw it out there. Like just like eating an ice cream cone with your, with your feet or something. I don't know. I don't know. People are into some weird crap these days. We're all desensitized. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, buddy. I look, dude, I appreciate you. I'm proud of you, man. You are, uh, 
you're a great ambassador for every everybody you work for. You take a lot of folks fishing and educate a lot of folks day in and day out, and uh, and and you're just killing it, man. I, I'm I'm proud to know you, and uh, congrats on another great year. And uh, I'm just gonna beg you to take me to Gunnersville. You can blindfold me this fall, but I, I want to go throw a frog with you. So um, get you on record here lying and saying that you're gonna take me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've taken your dad. I know you if have. You want to come? You can come on with it. So there's the invitation. Oh, there it it's is. Officially, you to make it happen. All right, buddy. I've given you the invitation. All right, it's on my shoulders. Alex Davis, I appreciate you, dude. Be safe heading on back to Gunnersville. Well, I'm going to. And for anyone listening to this on the tournaments, if you want to do it, just go out there and put your head down and make it happen. No excuses. I think that's the biggest thing. No that's excuses. Right. Just do it, man. Just prove it with a rod and reel and, and, and don't, don't give up. Well, Luke, you All have right, a good buddy. one. I'm going to keep on uh, driving through this lovely rain that we have from All right. the South. I All see. Right. Yeah, we, we, we are getting dumped on finally. So uh, be safe, buddy. And I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you, dude. Alex Davis, everybody. Go follow Alex. He is a man. That dude has forgot more about bass fishing on the Tennessee River, even to be the age that he is. He's a young man, but he's been he's been guiding since he was 16 years old. And and just a quick snippet. Didn't want to go into it there. We had more important things to talk about, like ice cream, and whatnot. But his family moved to Gunnersville. When he was 15 or 16 years old. He started spinnerbait kid guide service there. And he just hustled. He just put in the work, and it's it's crazy to see the guide business that he's built, and and now this career there with with FLW, MLFLW. Uh, Alex is one of the real ones out there, man. So I appreciate Alex spending some time with us here on Low Budget Live. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in week in week out, man. It means a lot to me. Appreciate folks like the W Sauce for supporting low budget live that call was brought to you by the w sauce we got the juice there from alex davis and uh on ice cream on live scoping all of it it's crazy for me that he said he just started forward facing sonar this dude fishes 200 days a year insane and he hasn't messed with it so very very interesting all right i'm gonna see y'all next week i appreciate each and every one of you like i said be sure to hug your mama and uh, congrats to whoever takes home the title championship and the Lake Oahe Blue Trophy, and we will talk more about it next week. Y'all have a good week out there, and I'll see y'all next time. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish boss or Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there